0: It's showtime. what up is old kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the kenny ho show how are you i hope all is well now i'm kind of over it now that it's been what like a week and a half couple weeks or whatever but when it first uh ended the olympics the next few days i found myself lingering for more olympics did you feel the same way you give a shit about the olympics at all you're heartless. I still strongly, strongly disagree with all the people who, you know, try to get it cancelled. It's like, look, come on. Look how crazy the West is. Look at all these filthy rednecks going to these football games, getting into fights. I watched a video last night of uh, these football fans getting into a huge brawl, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, something like dog fighting. I'm strongly, strongly against. That is one of the cruelest, most inhumane things. Uh, uh, these Rudy Pooh candy ass pieces of trash have ever come up with, you know, uh, to take a, a beautiful doggo and train him to be a killer, to uh, hurt other dogs. Only a piece of shit would do that. Like the worst scumbags, you know, I put them on par with Catholic priests that I know I made this joke last week but it seems uh, right to make it again they're right there neck and neck with a Catholic priest that enjoys the company of little boys in a way that would make Michael Jackson proud allegedly, allegedly make Michael Jackson proud but when it comes to stupid rednecks beating the shit out of other stupid rednecks and they're all like 5,000 pounds, these are like the stupid fat Americans, right? Like these guys are the worst part of the United States of America, right? These are the guys that they're basically the reason why every other country on the planet hates the States, right? It's because they're seen as people who overconsume, which clearly they do. They're rich, I guess, you know, relatively speaking compared to some I don't know, like a farmer in some third world nation. These guys are loaded, right? And they're stupid. And they're violent. And worst of all, none of them wore a mask. I'm like, you dumb inbred cousin lover. Not only are you not wearing a mask despite... All the scientific evidence saying, hey, even if you take both shots, this is not a 100% guarantee you're not catching the old Rona, right? Do yourself a favor. Keep wearing the mask. This is the new normal. But these guys, not only are they being like, oh, this is my God-given right to not wear a mask. with this beautiful face of mine. Everybody needs to see them. Listen, dude. You're maybe four chins ago. You were a looker, but that ship sailed a long time ago. Ever since you discovered Popeye's Chicken, it's been over for you. But it's one thing to not wear a mask and just like, it's still stupid to go to a crowded packed stadium where everybody's screaming and eating, especially these football fans. My goodness, I'm telling you in this video, I don't know know what the teams are. I have no idea uh, what city it was in, but they are all massive. Like, I'm telling you, there was not a single person on that screen. And you could see, like, easily hundreds of people in this video. And there was not one single slim person. Everybody was big. But I digressed. It's one thing to, you know, be a stupid fool and go to a sports game and uh, watch quietly, keep your mouth shut. But it's another to not only make a lot of noise... Clearly, this dude was talking shit about the other team or the other team was talking shit about him and they got into it. It got into an argument. It's one thing to mind your own business at a sports game during a global pandemic, but it's another to get into a shouting match with a deadly disease that is spread mostly from people talking. And now you're screaming at one another I'm telling you, this world is due for a do-over. I mean, this world is just full of shitty people, right? And I have to be shitty to combat their shittiness. So I can keep my... I want to say sanity, but I feel like... That sailed a long time ago, too. I mean, you hear about all these news reports that... Oh, a meteor just missed Earth. It was a real close call... Man, if it hit, it'd be game over. It would be catastrophic. It would lead to an extinction. And every time I hear that, I cry a little bit. Not because I realize how fragile life can be, that you should enjoy every moment of your life. You should let go of all the shit and not think of the things that bring you down. Rather, live a life where you're inspiring others and living it to the max and reaching your full potential and you do that every single moment of every day because it could all be over just like that right no rather it's because god damn it it could have all been over just like that right oh we could have all been put out of our misery you damn meteor you blind son of a bitch how did you miss you almost got it. Try harder next time. Take a UE. Come back in another year or two. And this time, push left real fracking hard. Come on, Meteor. Like I'm telling you, these stupid fat football fans need to put down their bowls of gravy and get a grip and understand what's really important here. Don't waste your time cheering on your team. You know how this ends. They're going to be beat by Tom Brady for the next 5 to 10 years, depending on how long he wants to keep doing this. Rather, look in the mirror and see 15 chins and so many jowls that your simple mind can simply just not count how many there are and be like, it's time to root for that meteor. Meteor. Meteor, Meteor, and that Meteor is going to hear you and even though your opinion doesn't matter, fatty, fatty, fat, fat, uh, the collective uh, 18 billion tons of fat, ignorant football fans everywhere cheering at once will confuse the Meteor into thinking he's a superstar. He's like, I owe it to these people to perform. HARD LEFT! I forget why I got on that tangent, but I think it was something along the lines of I enjoyed a video where I saw a bunch of large football fans beat the shit out of each other. I enjoyed it quite a lot, because it's just a bunch of stupid, ignorant people hopefully putting each other out of their existence, and I know it's a small, almost insignificant... Uh, definitely insignificant amount of uh, people. But the, I, I just feel the less stupid people who consume way too much and create a massive proportionate to their fat asses, their carbon footprint, the better. There's too many people on this planet. Let's make no ands, ifs, or buts about it. If we're going to lose some... Let it be the lowest denominator. Cause I mean if you've been listening to the old Kenny Ho show for a long time now, you know I don't have a high opinion of myself. And I've often thought, uh, eh, who's gonna miss me? I'm I am the lowest denominator. But then I see stuff like this, and I and I look at forums where people are just vile to each other for just asking like a simple question. And I'm like Oh, I guess I'm not part of the lowest denominator. I'm not even close to being a bottom feeder. When you scrape the bottom of the barrel, you will not be discovering me. I'm like the algae on top of the shit at the bottom. It's a low bar, but today I will take it. I'm telling you, that one video, and it's just one video, and you're getting... You know, a slice of the real world, you gotta imagine there's tons of people like that and even worse. I have seen memes where there's like giant fat people on like those little like uh motorized wheelchairs or whatever, those scooters at Walmart, and I'm like, compared to that guy, I'm anorexic. I'm not just slim and handsome, I am like the other way. I am I'm like problematic the other way. I'm so slim compared to them. And even just compared to these football fans, my goodness, I'm still a male model-looking guy. Like, if I stood behind one of these guys, I don't even need to turn sideways. I just stand normally, stand right behind one of these guys. I'd be invisible. they block me right out. It's It's like when Andrea's boyfriend or husband or ideally... Uh, father of her three children but ex-husband uh, who left her for, like, uh, like an ugly girl, and sh- so she feel real stank about herself. Yeah, it's like that. Now you see me, now it's a nuclear winner. So I guess the move is, the understanding I have now is, sure, I can't go up to a Natalie Portman and be like, listen, I'm handsome. She'd be like... Of course you are, of course you are. Let me, yes, let's go on a date. Yeah, let's uh, go to Arkham Asylum over here. I'm like, Asylum? It's just a name. It's, you know, like a hipster joint, you know. Uh, Everybody's dressed up in uh, straight jackets because it's the new hipster thing to do. So let's go in there. Let's get a drink or two, you know. It may look like pills, but know that they're drugs. I'm like, well, I don't usually do drugs, and I feel like I know better than to try to do girls who want me to do drugs, but for Natalie Portman, for the queen herself, I'm down. No, the move needs to be like, instead of finding like a, a Natalie Portman by Toronto standards, I need to go to like, Oshawa, no, Oshawa is a bad example. Oshawa has a lot of babes. Uh, and they must not have a lot of guys because, like, every time I've been on plenty of fish, um, like, it's almost exclusive. I'm sure there's a lot of big old women there too, but almost exclusively when a girl pops up from Oshawa, she's usually hot. So, more like, I, I don't know, like some Wingam Ontario Natalie Portman. Like, a, you know, if you squint and. Stand like 125 feet away from her. You're like, is that Natalie Portman? And then you get close and it's like, oh. We're going to have the lights off mostly in our relationship, Natalie. My name's not Natalie. I'm like, it is now, bitch. She's like, I'm not one of your Toronto hoes. I don't like being called a bitch. Usually, anyway. But because you're so handsome compared to everybody else here. All right, I'll accept that. Now, I wanted to take a little bit of time out to talk about um, my experience last, was it last week? Well, it was last episode. The the Kung Fu Master Meets the Show. Uh, did you listen to it? And if you did, what did you think? And if you're like, it was garbage, listen. Go watch your football and eat your pork rinds. Nobody cares about your opinion, jabroni. For me, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the process, definitely. And even the final product, I went back and listened to it like two or three times. I thought it was a fun conversation. I mean, evidently, I clearly had a lot of laughs while doing it. And then listening to it afterwards, I had a bunch of laughs even then. And I think it went well. I mean, definitely beforehand, uh, I wasn't so sure. Uh, I definitely as it got closer like when i was like 1 hour out i started to feel a tinge of uh, nervousness uh which i haven't felt in a really really long time i used to feel it all the time when uh being in uh theater school and radio school whenever i had to perform i got you know the, a case of the jitters uh varying from very little to oh my goodness, I think I'm going to have a panic attack. Thankfully, this was on the very little side of things. And it was due to this is like it crossed my mind. I'm like, this is as close as I'm going to go live as I feel like I'm ever going to uh, when it comes to the Kenny Ho show because right now I'm doing the Kenny Ho show. I don't feel anything. I mean, general anxiety about life and all the things that haunt me in my mind and uh, a little annoyed because my neighbor, uh, some fat shit with a real nasty temper and a serious case of the inconsideration for others. This man literally in the middle of the night is like building furniture or something upstairs i'm like dude it's three in the friggin' morning build that shit at three in the afternoon maybe or go get a shop i don't know if you're running a business out of there go get a shop my guy but nervousness is not something i'm feeling right now but it was interesting that i felt it last week and at no point was it ever um a fear or an anxiety about Jeff Vita not coming through. He's proven week in and week out, show after show, that he's engaged, ready to go, and will deliver the goods when it's time, whereas all Kenny has proven in the past, oh, I don't know, easily 10 years, that's not what I'm capable of doing anymore. Or at least I can't depend on me being consistently capable of doing it Day in and day out. I have my good days. I have my bad days. But that's why I had the break glass. That's why I had the... If this thing goes off the rails... There's things that at least Jeff can talk about... While I try to gather my thoughts... And get a grip. And put on a show. But thankfully it didn't come to that. I felt like it was good back and forth. I think we both brought the elements... uh, That we're both known for. Not that we both are known for these things, but what he's known for, he brought, and what I'm known for, I brought, which is, he brought the sunshine, I brought the rain. And my favorite part of that whole experience was uh, Jeff letting me know, you know, what he thought of me in the show, and uh, had very, very kind words, which I really appreciate uh, coming from him. You know, he referred to me as a comedian. I'm like, (gasps) am I? Am I considered a comedian? I'm not worthy. And that's the thing. I've always gone about my life. Oh, I'm not worthy of this. I'm not worthy of that. And if you look at it, because for whatever reason, like when I went to radio school, I, uh, or at least when I was applying, I was very hesitant to do it because I'm like, well... It was weird. I was a graduate of theater school. You know, uh, a world... Acting anyway. A world that's commonly synonymous with the beautiful people. Whereas radio... Not so much. For whatever reason I was like, oh no, that's just for special people. I can't I can't do radio. And then I thought about it some more. I'm like, well, I gotta go back to school and do something. I'm you know, I was like twenty six or something at the time. And I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't just like go wash dishes or something for the rest of my life. Let me let me take a shot at this radio thing. And and it turns out, yeah, of course I'm worthy. Not only am I worthy, like during first year I ran circles around everybody. And if you think about it, comedians, most of them are more damaged than I am. Certainly the the kids from Humber comedy, they were such losers. They were all such douchebags and losers. And you gotta assume most of them are probably asking if people want to supersize their fries, you know? And I shouldn't make fun of them because uh, they probably make more money than I do. If they got full-time uh, they're even at minimum wage, they're making more money than I am. And I'm probably not that far from having a a contemplate working at the golden arches because I've applied to a bunch of jobs, like jobs that seem, you know, they, they don't need me to have a ton of experience today or like a piece of paper today, but there's like, potential in that field i've applied for those jobs and to the t they all said are you kidding me no way jose so i may be in a couple years like coming on the show practicing oh hello smiles are free would you like fries with that sir I'm telling you, if that episode happens, if that day comes, the next week, pay attention to Toronto News, where they will not report my death because I'm not enough of a somebody. It's Aboriginal sex workers and people who work at McDonald's. They get completely ignored in the obituaries. The obituaries, front and center, but that's like neither here nor there. But despite my inferiority complex, after Jeff anointed me a comedian, I'm like, I am a comedian, ain't I? I do make yucks. I'm telling you, after that, it's, it's clear, like, a good buddy of mine pats me on my back and I'm like, I am a somebody. Imagine if someday I can get me a good looking woman to, to be telling me that I'm a somebody, that I'm worth it look out there's gonna be earthquakes going around from all the moving and shaking that i'll be doing and number wise reception wise there seems to be a slight uptick in my numbers this week which is great i mean i wasn't uh this is not why i did it i wasn't trying to get a, a shitload of new listeners or whatever it was about that don't get me wrong i wasn't against uh having people listen to my show for once but um it was more about, I mean, Jeff had talked about doing the show and that's something I wanted to do. I thought it would be fun and I'm glad I did it because it was a lot of fun. And that was it. If that, w- if the numbers were exactly the same, even if the numbers went down for some- whatever reason, like somebody's like, I don't like kung fu. So never mind the kung fu master... That would have been fine as well because I would have gotten a great conversation out of it. And uh, yeah, that would have been fine by me. But it's nice that there's a slight uptick. uh, Nothing to write home about. It's to the point where I'm thinking, I think Jeff isn't as popular as either he or I thought. It might just be the awesome guess he has on his show that he's got top two percentile... Type of listeners uh, tuning in each and every week. It's either that, or my reputation has seriously preceded me. I'm going to have to assume it's that, where uh, when uh, he posted about it, his listeners were like, oh, a brand new podcast with Jeff in it, I'm definitely... Oh, wait a minute. It's that guy. Is that fat loser guy with all those sexist and racist jokes no i'm too woke for this shit but because the numbers are slightly up there was also definitely a handful of unsuspecting people who are like oh okay yeah we love jeff vita let's tune in let's see what this uh kenny ho show is all about and then now all of them are in therapy So don't worry, Jeff, you're good. I'm sure it was just me why people didn't, you know, pile through the door to come listen to you on a a, a new podcast, a different podcast. It had nothing to do with you and your popularity. Although I feel like your family should probably hide all the sharp objects and anything that could be fastened into a noose just in case. And on that note, it turns out there's a whole lot of shit you can fasten into a noose. I always thought rope. I'm like, as long as I don't buy a rope, I will not have a a, a tool to call it a day. It turns out plenty of shit laying around my house. The cord uh, that is uh, powering this microphone could be turned into uh, a weapon of old Kenny destruction. I just look to my right. I see... An extension cord fits perfectly right around my neck. I'm looking down. I see there's there's some time left on this episode. I don't think it's a run-on episode. Uh, so, one more story. This has been on my mind a little bit, and it's, uh, you know, the Kenny Ho show, once upon a time, uh, not too long ago, became way the hell more Asian, and since then, I've basically regressed back to before it turned into a uh, supposedly much more Asian and Asian centric show so today let's have a story about some Asian people but in Hollywood the most whitewashed place on the entire planet I mean outside of Liberty Village in Toronto those douchebags I want to talk a little bit about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, I think it's called. That already sounds like a fail, right? Usually when movie titles are that long, it's it's compensating for the lack of you know how like uh guys with uh, small PPs have uh, really sweet cars? It's kinda like that, right? It's compensating for the lack of content and uh you know, being good and such um but I could be wrong. I'm sure there's examples of really long titles and uh its quality. But the title alone sounds like it's uh along the lines of a bad sci-fi movie from like the 70s, you know? And even though I'm a hater, I don't want to hate this movie. I don't want to hate on this movie because after the year Asian people have had, you know, little old Asian ladies getting punched in the face uh, and, uh, in one case getting like kicked by some felon who murdered his mom right in the chest uh you know i think asian people deserve a win you know uh chinese people in particular deserve a win but as i said on 300 i feel like you know the past few years uh asian people have been handed the ball we've been given opportunity however token right because Shangxi's not the property i would have gone with And I've made my feelings clear about the concept of crazy rich Asians, right? But we've been given a shot here and I would like for Asian people to capitalize on the opportunity and get a major win. But... And I even though I'll be fair, I haven't watched every single trailer and looked into all the production stuff and got myself hyped about this movie. I've seen very little. I've seen some uh, pr- promotional images and uh, a couple of trailers. And um, I'm not, That's why on the last episode, I was like, I'm not holding my breath. Aquafina is in the movie. I'm definitely not holding my breath. Like, I remember a bunch of, like, ignorant, stupid kids at work being like, oh, crazy rich Asians, this is, this is the Asian people Black Panther. I'm like, no, nah, I, I, I seriously doubt it. Black Panther, I'm not even black and I wanted to watch that movie. It looks so badass, right? It's the only movie I've ever watched in my life where I walked out, not that I walked out of a theater, I guess I walked out of my living room after watching it on Netflix being like, God damn, I'd like to be black. And then I watched a bunch of videos where uh, the cops beat the shit out of a bunch of black people for, like, you know, maybe committing a crime. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad I'm not black. I'll just play Black Panther on, uh, well, I can't even play Black Panther on Marvel Avengers because the new update completely, like, glitched out and uh, corrupted my game i can't even play it anymore so screw you square enix wait has it conned me out of yet another i think it was 40 bucks i think it was like 30 something plus tax like 40 bucks screw you square enix i gotta bought four delicious subs with that but this would have been the comparable right black panther is the the major marvel movie you know the biggest movies on the planet that was all about black pride, was all about, you know, uh, inspiring and raising a people up. Shang Chi and the legend of the rings, uh, fellowship of the rings could have, and could be that. I don't know that it won't be, but just from what I've seen so far, I'm getting, for whatever reason, I'm getting Captain Marvel vibes and not Black Panther vibes if it can be in between that realistically i feel like it will be in between that then i you know it's kind of a win like it's definitely going to be better than the eternals right there is no way this is going to be worse than that like that movie looks like the biggest pile of horse shit i've ever seen triple a horse shit anyway I've seen a lot of shitty plays. The, to be fair, the Eternals like run circles around some of the horrible theater crap I've seen in my life. But if you're just better than the Eternals, but like less than even Captain Marvel, then don't be surprised if Hollywood doesn't make another one of these things. It's definitely going to make money, so you know Simu Liu can uh, sleep easy. I'm sure there'll be a sequel because it's going to make money because every asian person is going to be like this is our black panther throw my money at it especially in china right like there it's definitely going to be up there with uh, the avengers which uh, i read made like 600 million dollars or something yeah i would see i could see this thing being a half billion dollars at the box office but doesn't mean it's going to be good it absolutely has every potential to be good from what I've seen, I think Simu Lu is a good choice. I think uh, he'll be able to do the dramatic. It looks like he'll be able to do the dramatic stuff. And judging from the fact that he was on Kim's Convenience, which is a comedy show, he's got to be able to do the comedy stuff that Marvel loves to do. So he's a good choice. And the uh, the main villain is uh, Hong Kong superstar Tony Leung. So they've got they've got a at least the villains going to be badass, right? Or at least if he's well-written, he will be a badass because that dude is a crazy charismatic actor. And I don't know how big Fala Chen's role is, but um, she's like, she's like a decent actress. I've read some stuff about her that leaves me to think she might be like a diva and not cool. But I read it on the internet. It could be fake, right? She's definitely good by TVB standards, but in 2021 that's not saying much. Holy shit. I always look back now and I'm like I should have gone like back to the motherland, gone back to Hong Kong and joined TVB because the actor I was when I was like 23 years old or 22, 23 whenever I graduated I would have won actor of the year every single year at TVB because they suck. Not so much the guys. The guys are mostly serviceable, but those girls are there because they won pageants at this point, and, or could win pageants at this point. There's like maybe two, maybe three legitimate actresses, but I've watched a few where I'm like, holy cow. Like, you got to write her different roles. Like, don't give her a role where it's like, well, you need to have any emotion whatsoever some of these girls, I won't name them, I won't single them out. There's no reason for me to. But they're rough, man, like they're like Anna Kornakova levels of bad in acting, right? And Fala Chen is certainly not one of them. She she's not with TVB anymore, and when she was, she did a a good job. Certainly compared to these girls. She was great compared to some of these girls. So despite, you know, what I've seen and my feeling about it, I could completely be wrong. I keep telling myself all the time, don't worry, someday you'll be happy, old Kenny. And we all know that day will never come. But another point I just wanted to get off my chest was, you know, how earlier I was like, you know, as an Asian person, I want this movie to be successful. I want something to be, you know, kind of stick it to the the other people, those racist mothers. And, uh, you know, have something to be proud of. But as an Asian actor, or at least former Asian actor, I don't really consider myself an actor anymore, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow because I look at this movie and I'm like, this is this is the type of stuff I wanted to do. Like, you know, I had to learn Shakespeare and all this, you know, like, Canadian modern shit. But all I wanted to do was sci-fi. Like, back then, I remember distinctly, I loved watching the Space Channel and all I wanted to do was stuff like that. I wanted to do movies like Terminator, uh you know, be on shows like Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles, and of course, shows like Smallville. and I could have n- nobody could have ever foreseen like Marvel coming in doing what they've done. and now they have one led by a Toronto Asian kid. So for me, I'm like, ah. Oh, That could have been me. Had I played my cards differently, had I made some different choices, you know, had some different, more of the experiences I wanted and less of the experiences that I didn't want, that could have been me. In a different life, I could have been Shang-Chi. Although that sounds crazy, right? Like, no, even now, i don't want to sit here and be like, I want to be Shang-Chi. So definitely, I can't be like, looking back to when I was like 22 and being like, I could be Shang-Chi. I can see why that did not appeal to me then, right? Because I say this, and, you know, there's probably people on this planet who, if they heard me say it, be like, who the hell are you? You're some, like, nobody podcaster. Listen, I may be a nobody podcaster, but I shouldn't be a nobody podcaster. I'm someone with pedigree. I graduated as one of the top guys those people probably wouldn't give me my due but they're dickhead haters and that's why you know I got pushed around and stuff in theater school and mistreated because I was a top guy I was leagues apart from these people I was so much better than them and at the time it wasn't just a big fish in a small pond at the time when I graduated Humber was one of the best theater schools not only in the city but probably in the country the immediate next year they cut all the funding cuz we were part of some like major like cross country festival so they put in all the money grooming this like my my cohort or whatever and then afterwards like slashing everything bare bones set just imagine a set so it's a little tough for me to really you know, get behind this movie on that level. Sure, it's petty, but I've said it I've said it from day one. My pettiness knows no bounds. Now, I'm not saying that young Kenny would have been a better choice than Simu Liu to play Shang-Chi. I'm not saying I wouldn't have been. But the one thing I will say is uh, there is definitely no way in hell I would have done what he just did, and that's stand up to Disney. Cause uh, the CEO was, uh, you know, kind of beating around the bushes, being like, Yeah, you know, we we'll, we'll, you know we'll see how this movie performs. We're not sure, you know, how the pandemic will uh, affect our, uh, you know, original forecasts or how it performs." It's a roundabout way to be like, "Yeah, we don't know how much money these guys are gonna make." And don't hold your breath for more of these uh, featuring these yellow-skinned, slanty-eyed sons of bitches, right? So I am glad that you know Simu Liu came out and said something. Because if I was Shang-Chi, I was just taking. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm like, this is not surprising to me. This is this is just the way of the world. I expect them to think less of me. Man, they look down at Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee couldn't get their respect. Who am I? Who am I to think that I'm going to change their mind? All I'm concerned with is, is that check going to clear? And is that sweetheart deal that I signed that's similar to Scarlett Johansson's uh, back-end deal, is that going to come through? And how many groupies, not podcast groupies, but legitimate movie groupies am I going to be able to hook up with without catching some sort of disease and more importantly uh, not have them like hold me ransom for the cash I just made right rather buddy was like oh I'm gonna bite the hand that feeds me he came out and was like we are not an experiment we are the underdogs and etc cetera, etc cetera. you know he stood up for asian people i'm like that's great now don't be too surprised that they recast you even if there is a shang chi too they're like yeah for creative differences we got to go a different way and the press is like a uh, creative difference as well uh by him speaking up uh, he created a need for us to replace him with a yes man Ladies and gentlemen, your brand new Shang-Chi, uh, this yellow belly coward. Old Andromat, ladies and gentlemen. I'm like, yeah, my time to shine, baby. No, because like as I said, I'm glad he stood up to them, kind of being like, listen, we're enough of these people punching us in the face, alright, and pushing us around. We ain't meek. For the love of God, we inv- for the love of Buddha, we invented Kung Fu. We can kick some ass when need be. But with that being said, let's not get... Like, so I understand the sentiment of uh, we are not an experiment. We are all these things. We are you know, we're all these great things. I just said, we invented Kung Fu. We invented paper. We invented fireworks. We just lost it all because we liked the opium too much. You know? The white devil destroyed and corrupted us with the opium. So I understand where he's coming from. It's like we are a, you know, a strong people. We are not an experiment. But let's face it. In this case, you're absolutely an experiment. Shang-Chi in the f- Ten Rings of Gollum or whatever is definitely an experiment. Disney just wants to see how woke they gotta go before they go broke. They want to see: hey, if we appease these guys, appeal to them, is the Do Re Mi gonna come fast and furious? and fill up my new money vault, or am I going to have to tell my kids they ain't getting a new Maserati for their 16th birthday because the Christmas bonus ain't going to look so great this year? You have to understand, man, they're not doing this out of the kindness of their heart. They're not like, you know what? Hollywood has been really white for a long time, and then, you know, we you know, we had the cave in with the black lives matters a little bit there and uh make everything uh, feature a strong black woman now even though most people as just say probably wouldn't miss all these shows that feature a strong black woman these days but let's let's give a rub to other races let's do this chinese yes you guys have a lot of money i mean are very deserving a lot of talent let's give you guys a shot they're here for the money. That's it. They want to see how much money. They are They only appease and appeal to people to shut them up so they can keep making the money. So, of course, this is an experiment. They need to see if this will work, if they can keep raking in the Do-Re-Mi, or if they need to go back to the original plan, and that is, we just bought X-Men. We can make those for 20 years. Lord knows Hugh Jackman doesn't age. And as recently as yesterday... Anthony Mackie got signed for Captain America 4. Spoilers, I didn't even watch Winter Soldier yet. I'm assuming from the promotional footage I've seen, he's the new Captain America. So they could go back to making a trilogy probably with him. I think he's, because black don't crack and he's in incredible shape. He can probably do Captain America movies for the next 10 years. And if the good old US of A isn't ready for a black Captain America, at least, you know, not to the levels of uh, Chris Evans, hey, the new multiverse can always bring in a brand new young white Captain America that they could ride for the next 10 years into many Maseratis for their children. And hey, WandaVision was a smash hit. They could make probably two Scarlet Witch movies you know, while while Lizzie Olsen's still fine, you know? So I understand the sentiment. Don't treat us like an experiment. But on the other hand, you have to be realistic. This movie is totally an experiment. No matter how much people try to pretend like they're woke and that they're, they want change and such, at the end of the day, ain't nobody gonna complain if they do X-Men and, and cast all white people. In fact... The characters who are supposed to be white, cast them white. As just Storm is black. Better find a black chick. And Jubilee is an Asian girl. Let's find one. Preferably with a less intense name as Lana Condor. Doesn't need to be like hardcore Asian. Her name doesn't need to be Hong Fuk Lee or anything like that. Just go and get yourself... Uh, a Jenny Lowe, you know? She's got none of the charisma of old Kenny or any of the talents that I once upon a time had, but she has a nice rack, and thank goodness for nice racks. All right, that's it. That's episode 315 of the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. That's a wrap. Toodles.